Welcome to Authentic Alchemy, the place where we tap into infinite possibilities and attract your deepest desires. I am your host, Emily Burke, and if you have found yourself here, congratulations. You've just taken a step towards your next up level and expansion. On this show, we dive into all things manifestation, shadow work, spirituality, personal growth, and creating your most authentically you dream life. Well done for choosing you by pressing play today. Now let's begin. Welcome back to another episode of Authentic Alchemy. I am so incredibly grateful that you are here. I'm so humbled um, that you're tuning in today from whether or not you are a return listener or you're brand new. Um, I appreciate you. You are so welcome here. And um, I'm just so incredibly grateful to be able to show up here for you and speak to you and share some incredible people from around the world with you today. Um, And today we have the beautiful Amanda Louisa, and she is um, a powerhouse nervous system regulation coach for ambitious women ready to soar in life and business, formerly a recovering perfectionist. I can uh, definitely resonate there. Um, And people pleaser. She now empowers high performing femmes to shatter their good girl conditioning, rediscover their soul self and rewire their nervous system to create soul led lives. Welcome, Amanda. I'm so incredibly grateful that you're here and I'm really excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me, Emily. I'm so excited to be here. Um, and before we press record, I can, we had a little bit of a giggle. I don't even know what, but we've, I'm really excited about this conversation because I feel like we've got some vibes going on, which is going to be awesome. I think it's going to be great. I, yeah, there's, there's just a really fun energy today. So let's go with it. (laughs) I know, I know. Um, so the first question I ask all of my guests is what does authenticity mean to you? Oh, yes. It's such a beautiful question because, I think we live in such a um, a world that expects us to be a lot of different things and we wear a lot of different masks to fit in in different places and that really does come down to our nervous system and that desire to feel safe and connected. And for me, authenticity is really about reconnecting with our true values, our true sense of purpose in life and being able to fully embody that without feeling um, ashamed or uh, fearful of how other people are going to perceive us um, to be like so okay and accepting and loving of who we truly are in our fullness, in our flaws, in our, you know, um, madness and our sanity to just really show up for ourselves and be okay with that not being for everyone, but not being everybody's shot of whiskey. Yes, I love that. And I think that that's the thing that stops so many people is, you know, we want to be liked by everyone, but it's you. It, it's literally impossible. Like if you think about it, you don't like everybody, so how could you? <laughs> like you um so that's such a beautiful beautiful um answer I love I love 
that question that I ask everybody and I always get such beautiful answers and they always inspire me and have me um, tune into that authenticity piece more and more. Um, for those of the people listening who uh, have not heard you before and do not know you, can you give us a little bit of a backstory as to who you are, how you got here today um, and how you serve in the world in as much or as little detail as you feel called to share? Amazing. Um, well, I'm a recovering lawyer. So I started my uh, my career, my professional career as a lawyer when I was working in the corporate sector. And it was a really a play, uh, like a play hard, work hard kind of uh, environment. And I didn't really jive with it. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like that I was relying on coffee to get through the day. And then I had to drink half a bottle of wine to unwind at night and then start all over the next morning. You know, Friday nights, the 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 drink carts would come out in, in law firms back in the day. Um, and, you know, I'd be drinking from 4 p.m. till 4 a.m. and not really remember much of the evening and spend most of my weekends hungover or drinking. And it just wasn't me. So I left the corporate law sector. I moved into uh, environmental sustainability because I found I was really called to like a nature activist kind of space. I've always been very connected to nature. And I've been working in that space for the last 15 years. So I still work in a corporate job and I um, I run my business. I'm growing my business at the moment. So what I found is that no matter where I ended up working, I always gave too much and did too much because I was always striving for the next thing that was going to actually make me happy because society always tells us, you know, the next promotion, that next title, that next, you know, job, that next man, the next, you know, car, the next house, that's, that's where your happiness lies. And so I pursued that really hard, really well. And by 28, I burned out. I had hit rock bottom and I was just so disconnected to myself, my values, who I was, what I wanted, trying to please everybody. And just not being authentic to who I am. And that sent me on a journey of real rediscovering self-work. And I started, you know, working in the space of uh, crystal and metaphysical healing. I did a certification that. I did a Reiki certification. I did a mindfulness and uh, meditation teaching certification. And I loved that space because it was, it was again, a, a deep core part of who I am is that little bit of a magical being uh, who would have been kind of straight-jacketed into a corporate corporate person and then um things started to go really well and as they do as we humans do we stop leaning on the practices that help us when we're starting to feel good again and I manifested the most beautiful thing and moved to Edinburgh and then 2020 happened and I had my second burnout <laughs> So 2020 happened and I lost my right to live and work in, in the UK because I lost my job and my visa. Um, couldn't enter Australia again because we'd closed our borders here in Australia. Um, so I was kind of stuck in limbo for nine months where I had no job, no access to social services, no like support. It was really triggering. And that's where I learned that all the work that I had been doing for seven years, like learning about my like mental health and and working with a therapist and all of that was surface level because I was only dealing with the mind. I wasn't dealing with what was happening in my body. And when I started learning about nervous system work, that's when things really started to change. And I started working with the nervous system regulation therapist and uh, started practicing somatic therapies 
and reconnecting with my body and unraveling a lot of different um, conditionings that had been so integrated into who I am. I got a diagnosis in 20, late 2020, early 2021 of um, CPTSD, which is complex trauma or complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which really just means that I had experienced a number of events and situations growing up that had chronically dysregulated my nervous system. And I was operating out of a space of chronic dysregulation constantly. And that didn't mean that I wasn't successful because I was, I was a super successful person throughout my life. Um, so I think we have this, this idea that trauma means that you're going to be like homeless or experiencing real difficulties, but actually a lot of us live with trauma with a small T we are, you know, women living in a misogynistic world. So if you're a woman, you probably have some soul, some sort of small T trauma, um, driving you and, and being that kind of core instigator for a lot of the decisions you make. And I think that makes a huge difference to what you manifest and how you show up. And that's what I learned. And now I'm just so passionate about teaching it because I've had that lived experience of going through that darkness and then the transformation that I've experienced since then has been mind blowing. And yeah, so I've, I've trained in the space. I've done a few courses in, in nervous system regulation, trauma therapy and that sort of stuff. So I bring all of those practices together and now I can't stop sharing it because it's just, it's such a truth for me. Mm, yes. I, there's so many things that I could talk on there or, and like ask you about, but one thing that's like, um, coming up is this misconception that like dysregulation um, of your nervous system and trauma therefore equals you must be unsuccessful so therefore if you're successful then there mustn't be anything going on but the thing is is that you can be there are people who are wildly successful and very 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 unhappy and that unhappiness doesn't necessarily, you know, everybody's different, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're unfulfilled, unhappy, but their nervous system can't hold the success that they've acquired. And this is something that I have been very, very devoted to in the past couple of years where I've opened up to wanting to create new things is because I am very, you know, I'm an Aries. I am a very fiery, like, I am going to, like, I want to do this. I'm going to do it now. I'm going to make it happen and go. And the thing is, I have experienced very similar things of, I've just dived straight in, straight into things. And I am kind of like a um, jump now. And the net will, I, I trust that the net is there and it will catch me. But the thing is, is that so many times I've gotten there and I'm like, this is a lot. I don't think my nervous system can hold this. Um, and then, you know, we go into this like perpetual spiral of like, well, now I need to like regulate my nervous system. Whereas if we bring in those tools as we're, you know, um, creating something new yes. um, or, you know, and, and achieving success, mm. we become more grounded. So like the big key thing here is, is I guess, around... Um, and for me, it's almost like anchoring it in, yeah. you know, like you said, you said a lot of it was up, um, you know, in the head and kind mm -hmm. of very uh, logical in our mind and, and very material. But when you bring it into your body, it it becomes who you are. 
Yes. Um, it becomes like your vibrational frequency is matched to what you've created. Um, that's not really a question, but I'd love to hear your kind of perspective on that and your thoughts on that. Yeah, no, I think you're 100% like spot on with that. It is really about anchoring that into our nervous system. What what we find is, you know, oh, nervous system work isn't about learning to live with trauma. It's about learning to live with joy because we're good with trauma. We know how to live with that. We've been surviving for however many years, <laughs> however old we are with that in our nervous system. Holding joy becomes very, very difficult when you have stories and beliefs that are interwoven in your nervous system that being happy means, you know, the other shoe is going to drop. Look at the thoughts and the um, the sayings that you have around life. If you're always stressed out when you're experiencing a, a flow of abundance and you're just expecting that to disappear, you've got a wiring in your nervous system that tells you that joy or abundance is unsafe. And so what your nervous system does, what it's designed to do is to find safety. So if safety for you means being in a state of poverty or a state of like uh, unhappiness, it'll find a way to sabotage that so that you can go back into the state of unhappiness because your nervous system is there to keep you safe and safety doesn't necessarily mean um, good or happy. It just means what you're comfortable with, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's like, if you've only ever experienced stages of, um, you know, having to really strive and work for what you want, or if you've got the story that, you know, money doesn't come easy or you need to work hard to get what you want or nothing good ever comes easily. We've got all these things in the world that just really integrates that it's supposed to be hard to be happy. And so if we are feeling happy for no particular reason, there must be something wrong. Like mm-hmm. we're on edge. We need to figure out what's going wrong. And then we manifest something that's going to go wrong. Right. A hundred percent. And it's, um, Brene Brown talks about, uh, uh, and I remember this like blew my mind. And then I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense when I first heard it. Because people think that like, um, you know, sadness or, you know, anger or something is the most uh, vulnerable emotion, but actually joy is the most vulnerable emotion because, you know, you immediately go, well, if I've experienced joy, then it can be taken away. Yeah. Um, and, and it's the same with, you know, um, your manifestation and attracting what you want. And, and really everything that we desire is always flowing to us. It's about a matter. It's a matter of allowing it to come through. And the thing is, is our resistance is all of our, um, beliefs that believe that we can't have it and like you said um which like I've talked about this so many times on the podcast and I'll say it a million and one times more if you're like familiar is not safe you will still try to stay there because your nervous system knows it because it's familiar to you and therefore it will continue to go back there because even though what you want and what you desire is something that you know, is safe and allows you to thrive. It's still unfamiliar to you. And what's unfamiliar, your, your ego, your shadow self, your nervous system, it's all like, you know, your nervous system, really, I look at it as like the physical aspects of that, like the, the shadow self, which is, you know, more the, um, 
uh, I can't think of the word, but the non-physical aspect of, of that self, um, will always try to bring you back to what's familiar. And the more and more you get uh, practised in regulating your nervous system to those like new little steps so that you almost train your nervous system and your shadow self to be uh, comfortable trying new things. And it's like that shift of it is actually safe to do something new. It is safe to take a calculated risk. It is safe to, you know, be seen. It is whatever it is. So I'd love to to receive. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to hear, like, how do we start to regulate ourselves to, oh, how do we start to, like, regulate ourselves to, like, our next level? Like, our, you know, whatever that is, so that when we get there, we we don't kind of freak the fuck out and not be like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, because I've been there. I've been there where I'm like, life is amazing. This is so good. And I'm like, why do I feel like I'm going to throw up and having a panic attack right now? Yes. Yeah. When you're feeling so good that you freak freak out because you think you're going to lose it all. Um, it's such a great question about how to regulate because one thing that I teach is that we don't use regulation as a tool to get something, right? Like it's a relationship and we have to have that respect for ourselves of reintegrating the shadow parts, the parts that we've lost the connection with. And there's a really great saying by Carl Jung, um, and I'm going to butcher it because I can't remember what it says exactly, but it's basically around the lines of what we don't bring to the surface continues to control our lives. So the parts of ourselves that we have disowned or tried to suppress, you know, the anger, the desire, the jealousy, the things that we've been told are negative emotions that we shouldn't have because it's not good to be a jealous person or it's not good to have anger, um, especially as women. Uh, those stories, those things that we kind of suppress because people won't accept us for having those, those are actually telling us a story about what we desire, what we want, what we're like really yearning for in our life. And if we always keep those kind of feelings and, and and kind of personalities in the shadow and we don't bring them and reintegrate them, then they're the ones who are puppeteering and controlling and making things happen that we don't actually see. And it's just through subconscious behaviors because they're thought patterns that are driving us to take action in ways that aren't aligned to what we actually want. So when it comes to nervous system regulation, what we're doing is it's kind of a, a three-part process where we're doing the interception work. We're really reconnecting with what are our values? Who are we as a person? What are our desires? What are the parts of ourselves that we have like un, um, unclaimed and we've shamed ourselves into believing that aren't worthy of being in the light? Those parts all have a story and it's really about that interception um, process of learning about those and learning how they show up in our body and learning what stories they tell when we're experiencing overwhelm, that feeling of wanting to throw up, that like um, paralyzing fear of taking action towards something that we want. They all are protective mechanisms that were created to keep us safe It's just that we're now at a state where they're actually keeping us prisoners, right? So that's the first part. And then we go into this 
process of unraveling. So we start undoing those thoughts and those processes, rewiring our nervous system to create a sense of safety. We work with somatic exercises to bring awareness and really um, non-critical, non-judgmental questions to what's happening in our body, what's happening in these processes, where is this coming from? We reconnect with them and we unravel the the shadows and the threads that kind of have kept this hidden in the darkness. We kind of bring them up to the light. And then we go through an embodiment process where we reintegrate that into who we are. We reintegrate those pieces because they're all worthy and they all have a story. So things like jealousy and anger and, um, you know, uh, yearning and desire and all of those things that we've been kind of shamed into thinking are negative. They're actually telling us a story about where a boundary has been violated, something that we really want. So when we pay attention, we can respond instead of react. That's huge, that um, responding as opposed to reacting. And the thing is, is most of the time you wouldn't realise that that's happening until you you all of a sudden do respond instead of react and you're like, huh. oh. <laughs> like why am I not, like, triggered by this and you do like it's it's so 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 and I actually remember the first time that like I consciously was aware that I was doing it and I remember seeing this couple having like on the street having this very aggressive like argument and I was like huh okay I was like they're having a really hard time right now and I really and I was like why am I not upset by this? Because those kinds of things like conflict would just yeah. very dysregulated and very, very upset by it um, in the past. And I was like, oh, I actually feel like, okay. Like I, you know, I'm sorry that, they're, that that's what they're going through, but I'm in my own space and my own energy. And I'm trying to think about the best way to articulate what's going on in my brain right now. Um, <laughs> um, but it is, it's, that like um, pulling those parts of ourselves that we have hidden in the shadow and bringing them them out into to the light, and that's just the the terminology that I use sometimes mm-hmm. is, um, and allowing them to be regulated into and integrated into our being. It it and and again the way that I like to think about it is it's like taking the charge out of of those unhealed and unexpressed parts of ourselves if we've got you know this part of ourselves that we've suppressed down that's really fucking pissed off at the world and really angry that holds a charge in that that's that's you know throwing you like off off center um and when you do bring them in there and you're able to kind of hold them and see them and it, it is a a a process and it's a really beautiful process um to be in in that shadow work space and in that healing space and you said at the beginning you said that it's so easy to be doing this regulation work when things are hard and things aren't going well and that when things are going great we sometimes forget all of our tools that we know so there's that beautiful phase where and we go through cycles and, and seasons in our life where we will be like really in that, um, you know, that, that beautiful darkness and moving through those voids of time. And, and that's a constant thing. It never, it never ends. If you've been told <laughs> that it's going to end, you have been lied to. <laughs> it will never end forever and ever. The more you lean into it, 
the more tools you have, the more seamless you'll move through it. But then we do move into these beautiful, um, you know, like like springtimes and summers and um, how, why, I'm trying to think of it, how or why is it so, uh, why is it so important that we continue to regulate and integrate into those seasons of our life and to use our tools in those seasons of our life? Absolutely. Um, so with regulation, it's not something that we do. And I see this happening a lot at the moment, especially as nervous system regulation is becoming like a trendy thing. Um, I see a lot of people posting on their stories, oh, totally regulating my nervous system. I'm going for an ice bath and, you know, I'm doing uh, a float or some a sound bath that's going to help me regulate my nervous system. And I'm like, those are great tools and that's great. And it's putting a Band-Aid on a deeper problem because those are, again, very surface level things and tools that we can use to help us come back into a sense of calm. But until we deal with the base wiring and the window of tolerance that we have within our nervous system, we're always going to be still very reactive, right? Like we can come down to a space of calm, but if we can't hold the tough emotions that we experience in those cycles of life, then that's where the problem arises. Like we don't learn how to stay with the uncomfortable feelings and move through those in the seasonality of of our experience as human beings. We're not always going to be happy. We're not always going to be sad. It's always going to be a cycle of, you know, spring tends to summer, tends to fall, tends to winter. And we have that cycle in our lives. But we live in a patriarchal world that has told us that there is only one way of existing and that is productivity right so we have internalized so much that our value our worth our existence is all around what we do not who we are so being in the beingness is really tough and so if we can learn to bring in ritual bring in ceremony bring in that 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 connectivity and that being our purpose a lot of things start to shift Mm -hmm. so for me nervous system regulation isn't something that I do to get something it's something that I am Mm -hmm. it's not about if I regulate my nervous system I'll have the life that I want yeah that's a great benefit of it but also you're so much more present in your space. You're so much more integrated in your body. You can experience more pleasure, more joy, more satisfaction, more of those emotions. And you can hold yourself when you're feeling deep grief, when you're feeling deep rage, when you're feeling those negative emotions and you don't collapse under it. You can stay witnessing those big feelings that we experience when we lose someone we love, when we lose a job, when we experience the seasonalities of of our existence as humanity and being fully present with that, what a gift it is, not only to ourselves, but to the people that we share our lives with, because then we can witness them in that. And what a gift that is. Because one thing I learned is when I was going through, you know, that really dark time from 2020 to 2021, um, for two years, I was in a dark, dark space as I was doing this nervous system work. And 
I had friends who were able to just hold space and witness me without me having to do anything and be anything other than what I was in that moment. And what a gift that was for me in my healing journey is they weren't trying to give me platitudes of you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Cause I needed to just feel what I was feeling. And I think that is the gift of doing this work is that not only can you give that to others, but you can give that to yourself and the parts of you that as a child wasn't witnessed in that way. There is a really, really, really key message that you're like bringing up here that like I really want to anchor in for everybody listening because I don't think it is talked about enough in the nervous system like world. And that is the this is not just like something that you do. It's something that you are, you are, you become regulated. And what that actually means is that you're able to hold all parts and aspects of yourself. And you said something um, around when you experience, you know, moments of times of grief or anger or sadness, you don't crumble under them. Mm-hmm. And it's so wired in us. And like I work with um, children, I'm a primary school teacher, that's my background. And it's so, um, you see it so often, you see it in the supermarket with a kid having a tantrum and it's like, stop crying, um, you know, or we, we see it all the time of like, I, I can't, I don't want to cry in front of somebody. I don't want to, you know, um, particularly as women, if you're angry, you're a crazy bitch. Like, you know, and the thing is, is yes, when you first start to bring this up, it can be really scary and hard. And, you know, and there are beautiful professionals and people that can hold space for you. And the thing is, and one thing that I really found so powerful was, when I was first held in those emotions, not told, hey, you'll be okay, not needing somebody to come over and give me a hug, just to like be and to be witnessed in like the quote unquote, like worst aspects of myself. It was the most freeing experience of my life, you know, because you're not being, even somebody kind of coming and going, you'll be okay. Like, let me help you. Let me hold you. Those things are beautiful. And there's an undertone of, What's happening right now you. is bad yeah. and this will make you feel better. Whereas, and I say this all the time, your emotions are just information. It is literally just messages and emotion and um and information letting you know that something's out of alignment or something's going, something's going yes. on. Something wants to be seen. And the thing is, is when you integrate and really embody this regulation work, you are able to have the shittest day of your life and be totally fine. And like, I'll give an example here of what this looks like. And I remember this was like, uh, for me, I actually like noted it down. I was like, oh, okay. I've reached a new level of this, which is awesome because I had a day a while ago where I'd, I'd planned to like get a whole bunch of stuff like done. I'd like set out the whole day and I was like, yep. It's going to be such a productive day. And I woke up in the morning and I was like, I don't really feel it. Like, I was like, I, was like, I don't really know what this feeling is. I was like, that's okay. Like, I'll power through. I'll keep going with my plan. And I, you know, when then I had like a podcast interview at like one o'clock in the afternoon, I was like, yep, I'm going to do this. It's going to be all good. And I went to the cafe for a while and started doing some work. And I was like, why do I feel 
like just off. Like I feel really off. And so I went home, I started to get ready for like the interview. I was going on somebody else's podcast and the closer and closer I got to it, I was like, I just felt waves of anxiety moving through me. And I was like, I just felt very tired. I actually felt really sad as well. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? I was like, what is happening right now? And I got all the way to the interview and I went to go hop on the Zoom and I was like, I cannot do this. I was like, I can, like, I actually, I don't even have any words to speak right now. I cannot do this. And I and I messaged um, the woman. I just said, I am so sorry, but I actually cannot show up right now. And I felt there was, there was a little flicker and it was more like an old, every now and then you get like a little old story of what like used to be the story that would show up there. And you're like, huh, okay. I'm not really attached to that anymore, but that's what it would have been. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, shit like I'm so I'm unreliable like I don't have the integrity like what am I doing but I was like no this is okay because I'm actually being authentic right now and that's you know part of my personal brand if you want to call it that um and I went to bed I like went out and it was like one o'clock and I said to my partner I was like I'm gonna go and watch tv in bed and I actually like went into this like almost like depressive state and I have experienced depression before so I was like yep this is what this is right now. I was like, this is how I feel. And I just sunk into it. And I was like, okay, this is how I feel right now. I'm going to watch something really sad. I'm going to watch a really sad movie. And like, I cried in bed and I like, you know, I felt some anxiety and I like let it move through me. And then as I was like getting ready, Leo hopping into um, later on in the evening, I was talking to my partner in bed and I was like, I just had a depressed afternoon. And I was like, yep. And I was like, I needed yeah. that space to move that energy out. Yeah. And I was like, and you know what's really cool? It doesn't mean anything. No. <laughs> I like what we said to him. I was like, it literally means nothing. And I was like, I don't know. I might feel like this tomorrow. Who knows? It's Sunday. I don't have anything I have to do anyway. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I'm really proud of myself. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't have any attachment or meaning that I've placed on this yes. at all. And and for me anyway, that's what I feel is like what you're saying. And, you know, we'll, I'm sure that I will, you know, have moments where like I am making a meeting. And in fact, I do still, you know, yeah. I'm, you know, we're always doing the work. Um, but when you can reach that point where you're not going, what does this mean? Am I depressed? Do I need to go and see a psychologist? What's happening? Like I've, I've missed a day of doing this work. It means I'm going to fall behind and then this is going to happen. I've, I've said, I, you know, canceled the podcast interview. They're going to think I'm unreliable. Everybody will know, like, you know, that stuff doesn't happen anymore. And, um, and that's what that really embodied, regulated state does is it's just who you who you be and you allow those emotions to just be the message and let you know what you need in that moment 100% our emotions are exactly what you said they are just communication channels that are telling us what we need in any particular given time like things like anger is telling us that there's a boundary that's been violated and need that isn't being met. So what can we do to meet that need? What can we do to sit with that anger and let that process out? Depression can just be a sense of overwhelm and a need to self-care and to move that out. It could be stagnant energy that's being released, you know, because now it feels safe enough within your nervous system to be processed out because you're in a good enough space that that stagnant emotion is ready to be released for some new energy to come come in right like 
we don't have to make it mean anything. And I know I've got clients who, you know, do this work and they think, and I'm like this sometimes as well, because I, I, I have my own coach that I work with and I'll be like, but I'm doing everything. Why am I not getting the results? Because I've grown, I'm, I'm a t- I used to be a type A personality. If I did X, Y, Z, I expected, you know, the equation to be Y. Um, and so, yes, the work isn't supposed to get us an outcome. It just means that we're more safe in just sitting with what we're doing. One of the benefits is that usually we're able to move through it easier. We're able to hold space easier. We don't make stories out of it. And we're human. Sometimes we go back into old patterns and that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And it's, oh, now I've lost my train of thought. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's what I was going to say. It's like, Sometimes we can get, particularly when you first dive into into this work and, you know, like your spiritual awakening or you, 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 whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, you get caught. In, when you start, like, working with your trauma um, and everybody's got trauma, um, you start to get in this thing of, like, oh, like something comes up and you're like, oh, I must attach this to something that happened so then mm-hmm. I can make it like figure it out in my brain. And the thing is with energy, and this is all energy, everything is just energy, your logical mind cannot comprehend like 99.9999% of what is happening energetically. It will try its darndest to try and make it make sense. And that's what it will keep doing. But the thing is, is it can't fully comprehend it. So sometimes you just got to go, this is happening. This is moving through me. I don't need to know what it's from. <laughs> and that's need the big to make thing. a story with it. With trauma therapy, what we learn is you don't need to identify the core wound to heal. Like mm. stop making that a thing. Yeah. That's not what it's about. It's about processing the energy out of your your body because energy is just, you know, um, it, it is there to be moved. And the reason we end up with chronic stress, chronic depression, chronic disease is because there's stagnant energy that's trapped in our body, emotions that haven't been moved out because, you know, emotions is energy in motion. It's stuck in us and it causes inflammation. It causes, uh, you know, a buildup of cortisol and adrenaline that doesn't get the chance to move out of our body. And that's why we end up in these chronic situations of anxiety, stress, depression, all of that. It's a modern manifestation of the fact that we try to rationalize and figure everything out as opposed to just being embodied and allowing it to do its work and move it out. It could be from like years ago. It could be generational trauma that's playing out, right? Like, don't forget, we inherit trauma as well. We don't necessarily have to experience something for that to be a story that is ingrained in our survival mechanisms, in our DNA that is there driving us to survive, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's there's so many reasons we could be doing things. And it's not your job to figure out why. It's your job to allow yourself to process that out. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I want to like shift gears a little bit now before we begin to wrap up. But I, I want to like now talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, how regulating our, which is the title of this episode, which is I feel like this is all building up to this, but like how regulating our nervous system can help us embody our purpose and our power as a woman because 
there's all of this kind of like, you know, the healing aspect there and um, and feeling, you know, not at cause of all of these kind of outside circumstances. But how can doing this, like why is it so important to do this in terms of um, embodying our purpose? Yeah. When we create safety within ourselves, we're much more comfortable in showing up more authentically. So what I mean by that is the regulation work is really about creating a strong foundation of being fully integrated with who you are. It's about bringing in those parts that we've disowned or disregarded or feel shamed to to have. When we integrate those and we regulate our nervous system, when we do the work of creating safety in, in how we show up and in what we have, we are much more comfortable then showing up in that way because we're not looking for external validation to feel safe. We're not falling into the people-pleasing mechanism or the fawn mechanism to create our safety. So whilst human beings are designed to exist in connection, like our our, our nervous systems co-regulate with other people, um, our nervous systems and our, our sense of well-being is formed in community and it's a really important aspect of our mental health and well-being and once we start doing the nervous system regulation work we can bring that safety into ourselves so we're not always looking outside of ourselves to get that from other people and that just means that we can show up with more authenticity with more um a sense of groundedness and presence and who we are and if somebody doesn't like that we don't collapse in, we don't start shaming ourselves, we don't go back into those patterns of there must be something wrong with me. So we hold our power more because we've integrated it more into our nervous system. We feel it more in our body. We are so connected in with what's happening within us that no matter what's happening outside, we're able to hold our own space and our our own energy, which means we're attracting better. We're attracting better matches. And I find that people who are doing this work, we usually go through this phase where there's a clearing out process where old relationships that no longer serve us start to fall away. And we start feeling really lonely. And I know a lot of my clients have experienced this when they start doing this work is that they think, shit like I'm losing connections like the more I'm becoming myself like I feel like things are falling away and we go through this almost hermitage period um but that's always opening us up to new connections and as soon as they move through that kind of winter season or fall season of releasing and then integrating they have the season of spring where they start attracting like these amazing friendships or these amazing relationships these amazing jobs that are so aligned And that's all because they've done the integration work where they've really integrated that sense of safety in experiencing that before it manifested. So good. So good. And I feel like the core aspect of this is is it's regulating your nervous system, which is, you know, attuning your vibration to that authenticity Mm -hmm. and those purpose-driven desires that you have um and when when you know we say purpose it doesn't need to be this like big huge like massive thing there's so much like stuff around like the word purpose your purpose could be showing up for your kids which is a huge huge thing your purpose could be 
Um, you know, if you are a customer service like person, showing up with integrity and honesty and joy for the people that you work with like Mm -hmm. that can be purpose your purpose can be anything you know it can be um yeah or it could be like you know starting a podcast or having like a you know uh like writing a book whatever it is it doesn't really matter but your authenticity is rooted there in your regulated nervous system like if I was going to put it that way like it I get asked so often, it's like, like, how do we tap into our authenticity? Like regulate your nervous system so that in the way that Amanda and I, like Amanda has just been talking about, like by clearing out all of the charge in the shadow, by clearing out the crap, shedding the stuff that is not in alignment, that is causing you to feel dysregulated and like, as a byproduct of that, your authenticity, you start to feel more grounded in it. And it yeah. does make you feel like when you make choices that are purpose-driven, that maybe make don't make sense on a logical level or don't make sense to the people around you, mm-hmm. you don't get mm-hmm. shaken off your center. You're like, okay, like my mom just told me that this is really weird and she doesn't get it, but mm-hmm. I know. I'm like tapped into my body. I know that yeah. this is what's right for me. Um, yes. Yeah. yeah. You stop looking outside yourself for direction for, um, oh, what do I do next? You stop asking other people for guide. Like you don't look outside. Like it just comes from within and you're so grounded in that knowing that even if everybody else says you're crazy, you just feel that sense of true resonance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. When I started this podcast, I had people being like, okay, like, <laughs> sure that's weird and I don't really get it and I was like well of course you don't get it like you're you know it's not for you yeah it's not for you and now they're like cool I guess you got like you know like 50 episodes and you've got like all these people come like this is really cool and I'm like yeah I know imagine if I had have stopped yes when somebody looked at me weird when I told them that I was studying in fact I didn't even tell people for a really long time I just told my like Instagram community and then I now I'm just like yeah I have a podcast and this is just what I do and people some people get it some people don't but if I had have stopped because I wasn't grounded in in this purpose I wouldn't be meeting all of these incredible people I Mm -hmm. wouldn't be like showing up in my purpose and I'd probably be feeling really, really shit, to be honest. I I would have given my power away to somebody else. Yeah. 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 I have loved this conversation. I could talk about the nervous system forever. Yes. (laughs) It's so, so good. And I really feel like you've given a really fresh perspective on it and like a really incredible um, way of talking about it. I, I think the world needs more of, so I'm so, of course you have ended up here. I'm so grateful. Um, I have two final questions for you. Um, the first one is, can you tell us about a manifestation that has happened in your life and how it unfolded for you, whether it's something really big or something small, it does not matter. Just a beautiful moment of magic. Oh my God. This is one of my favorite ones to share. So I manifested moving to Edinburgh in the most incredible way. I was working in a job that I didn't really like at the time. And I kept hearing this voice saying, look at flights to Scotland, look at flights to Edinburgh, look at flights to Edinburgh. And I kept ignoring it. I had booked three weeks off in at the end of September, beginning of October. I had nowhere to go. I didn't, I didn't really um, have anything planned, but I booked the time off anyways, the beginning of the year. 
And then as it got closer to that, literally two weeks out from when my holiday was supposed to start, I again heard that really strong prompt of Look Flights Edinburgh. I jumped on the computer at my lunchtime, saw a ticket, return ticket with Etihad for $939 from Perth to Edinburgh. I know. Oh um, in economy, like a normal flight, it was just a really discounted price. Booked it straight away and I then just went on and booked two weeks in Edinburgh. I booked a week in, um, in Iceland in between. And I was like, that's it. So I booked everything. Everything came together so quickly, found a house with my cats. I was on a flight within two weeks in Edinburgh. And I was just like, holy fuck, I'm in love. I love the city. I love the city. Like the magic moving through me as I landed, as I breathed in that air, as I looked around me, I was just like, in this space of, I want to move here. I want to move here. I want to move here. And that's like that litany was in my head. And I just had the most magical experience while I was there, went to Iceland, came back and I spent another week in Edinburgh. And in this week I was doing a lot of like day trips out to the cities. And I went out on the night before, met these incredible people, had a wild night out, was really great woke up really early the next morning because I think we went like by the time I got to bed it was like 3 34 o'clock and I was supposed to get on a bus by 7 a.m and I was just like oh do I really want to and I was I had this voice like not nah, get on that bus just keep going I managed to get down to the other side of the city get on the bus on time and I'm not a good traveler I don't travel really well up front and yet um there was only one spot like way at the back of the bus so I had to go to the back of the bus feeling really sorry for myself. I'm sure I was oozing like a brewery out of my skin, but I was sitting at the back of the bus. And then um, there was an Aussie girl next to me and she was like yelling at the driver, wait, 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 don't, don't leave yet. One of her friends is coming. This other girl comes in looking exactly as I was feeling at that particular point in time and <laughs> fell down next to me. So we start this tour up to Rosalind Chapel and I managed to like pick up a little bit and kind of make my way around. And then we stopped for lunch somewhere and these girls get off before me. And um, one of the girls turns around. She's like, oh, are you traveling on your own? I was like, yeah, I am. And she's like, oh, why don't you come and join us? So this is the Australian girl. And it turns out these Aussie girls were living in London and they shared with me that I could actually still get a visa to do the working holiday visa with the UK until I was 31. I was 30 at the time. And so I still had like five months left to apply for this visa. And I became really good friends with Crystal at this, like this point in time, got home to Perth, really realized that I wanted to apply for this visa. Everybody was telling me I was crazy. Like, what are you doing? You've got a job or like, you can't just up and leave. I applied, got the visa within like two days manifested a redundancy at my job which gave me like a forty thousand dollar payout oh my gosh sold everything <laughs> moved with my two cats and a 30 kilo suitcase by the first of february 2017 i, I came back in, in november 2016 by the first of february 2017 i was living in edinburgh and i had the best freaking time of my life I met the best people my best friends are still there I'm still magnificently in love with that city um I had some of the deepest healing and grounding and integration work that I have ever done in that city it's still 
my soul mate. Like it, like if you can be in love with a city, that's the city I'm in love with. Yeah. Um, and just the experience of tapping into your magic. I manifested a job within two weeks and it was a job that I stayed in for three years. It like everything just flowed. I was such a state of flow. And it's my favorite manifestation story because yeah, just the way things unfolded was just so divinely planned. These are the kinds of manifestation stories that I love. And the reason is, is because if somebody turned to you and said, I want to move to the UK, how do I do that? Like you couldn't give them your, like the way that you did it because (laughs) it's not like the way that you would. And those are the magical ways because it's when you let go of the how, you're just kind of like, this is what I would really love to do. And you don't have the resistance to it the universe is like the universe is always listening to you and when you decide that you want something it's like instantly trying to make it happen and the only thing that's stopping it is your own like resistance so I love that I love that I love that and Edinburgh is amazing I've I, I lived in London for two years um but I have been up to Edinburgh three times and mm-hmm. loved it. That was where I, my friend and I were initially going to move, um, but we just couldn't do the cold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love the um, cold. I don't mind it. So it was just yeah. a perfect place for me. It is magical though. I went three times, all of them in summer, and it was uh, just, it, it really is. There's something very, very, very special about Scotland just mm. together. Oh, uh, yeah. As you can see by my red hair, I have ancestry there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my final question is, is, um, can you share with us something that you are currently manifesting? And the reason for this is, is I believe that by speaking our desires out loud, we truly anchor them in. And I'm just on a mission to have more women speak their desires out loud, shout them from the rooftops, um, so that we can share in them and, and watch you make it happen. So what is something you're currently manifesting? Ooh, um, So right now I am manifesting a really soul aligned romantic relationship. So I have focused so much on my business, my career, all of that, which I love. And I am also manifesting, you know, working in my business full time at some point. But for now, my real like soul desire is actually being in a beautifully self-aligned romantic relationship where I feel really cherished and appreciated and comfortable receiving and taken care of and supported and valued and all of those delicious yummy things and I'm totally calling that in now yes and so it is and so it is and so it is it is they're on their way and it's gonna be magical (laughs) thank you so much oh actually first can you tell all the listeners where they can find you, where they can yeah. find you, connect with you, all that juicy stuff? Join me on Instagram. I am on at the Amanda Louisa and just jump into my DMs. I love chatting with you guys. So yeah, if you feel cold or if anything spoke to you or you want to share your insights, just jump in. I'd love to hear from you. Um, and I've also got a freebie uh, that you can jump on if you struggle with procrastination and taking action because you feel like your nervous system is in a state of overwhelm. I've got a really quick like five minute video that you can jump on. It shows you some somatic exercises that you can use to help you move through that. And that just helps you bring that regulation in before you take action. So it kind of goes that, you know, bring safety in before you act, which just helps you align with that manifestation in a much deeper way. 
Yes, beautiful. And I'll pop the links to all of those in the show notes. Thank you so much, Amanda. I've loved every second of this. This has been brilliant. Me too. Thank you so much for having me, Emily. It's been such a great chat. If you've listened this far, well done. You're truly devoted to creating a life of your deepest desires. If you loved this episode, share it with a friend. Or better yet, rate and review the show. It truly does help get this message into the hearts of more people who need it. Plus, it's like giving me a big virtual hug. Don't forget to DM me over on Instagram at I am Emily Burke and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. I love connecting with you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And until next time, keep making moves to create your most authentically you dream life.